0: morning, we have not a guest, but a son of this house who's going to be ministering to us. Um, he and I believe they were sent out together, uh, Pastor, Pastor Nepe in Baltimore, they were sent out together, they were the first missionaries that came out of this church when we were in Silver Spring. He and his wife, they're serving in Virginia. And this morning, we want to welcome Pastor Obadiah Swain, a son of this house. He's going to bring the word, the man of God, with a word of God for us this morning. In fact, I need to add also that Pastor will be served for several years as our district. What were you, district secretary? District overseer. Welcome Pastor Obi, a son of this house.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We want to express our sincere appreciation to Lady Chris and um, Bishop. Um, for giving us this opportunity. We do not take it lightly. We appreciate all of you. Thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. Um, Other than Jesus Christ and my darling wife, Bishop and Lady Chris has made a significant impact on our lives. Um, Everything, most of the things I know and most of the things I do, I do them because I've learned from Bishop. I always let people know that, um, when I got born again, I was born again in an Episcopal church. When I left there, I stayed in one church all along. Amen. I don't know anything about backsliding. Amen. And, um, and so I just thank God for his faithfulness. I just want to acknowledge my darling wife, Pastor Liz, the most beautiful woman in the whole wide world. Oh Amen. This woman has made a great impact. I don't know if I will be here if God has not given me this special gift. Oh Amen. We are here also with our son, Enoch, and we thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 4. I want you all to help me. Um, I want us to read this passage together. So if you can stand with me, please. And um, I know you all have, okay, well, praise God, you have the right version. Amen. We want to read from verses 23 to 25. And I want you to read with me, so read it. If you can follow on the, the version, let's read it together. We're reading 23 to 25. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. Now Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, and paralytic, and he healed them. Great multitudes follow him, from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond Jordan. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Have your way. Do that which you alone can do. Touch these people. Minister unto them. Do a great work in their hearts. Heal their bodies. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. I have a word that I believe God has given me for you this morning. Um, I'm not adding a new word. I mean, obviously, Bishop Johnson is a prolific teacher and preacher. Amen. Um, But I just want to add my voice to what Bishop has been teaching and ministering. And I believe God wants to do something special in your life this morning. The ministry of Jesus consisted of teaching, preaching, and healing. Healing the sick was an integral part of Jesus' ministry. The essential message of the gospel is to preach and to heal, to deliver, and to set people free. It was the same message that John the Baptist preached and the same message that Jesus and his disciples preached. Repentance from sin and surrender to God. It is for us to preach this message. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, the Bible tells us that Jesus sent the disciples, he commissioned them. And he told them that the preaching of the gospel must go out with words and deed. A couple of years ago, um, after a time of prayer and fasting, the Spirit of God spoke to me to go back to the basics. And going back to the basics primarily for me means going back to seeing what Jesus did and what Jesus Taught. And so I began to seek the face of God concerning looking at the ministry of Jesus in a clear way and and from a fresh way, fresh perspective, as if I've not read the gospel. And so um, I began to focus on the gospels and the book of Acts. And um, in that year, I think it was 2018, I went to a conference in Florida. Um, it was a Maurice Sorello conference. Um, if you can remember, it was right around the time, the big storm um, that was there. We saw a lot of miracles, a lot of healing, a lot of deliverance. I came back, and um, Daniel Colander, Christ for All Nations, we are partners with them, they had a conference, re, um, rekindled the fire again. And during that time, I, w- I was watching the, fi- the, the conference online because I couldn't go back. Um, and he highlighted the major revivals that have happened recently in, uh, in this country. Um, the Toronto Blessings, the Pensacola Revival. And he began to talk about all of the different things. Now, I knew about the Pensacola Revival, but I did not know about the Toronto Blessing. And I did not know that the Toronto Blessings were actually the spring bowl concerning the Pensacola Revival. So I began to research and search on about different revivals, and I realized that the person that God used to launch this revival with the pastor, John Arnold, and um, his wife, Carol, was Randy Clark. And so, I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't know much about him, and then I began to, to research, and then I realized he was right back here, in Pennsylvania, and so my wife and I went to a conference, a healing conference, and when we came back, God did some mighty things. There was like an acceleration in our ministry concerning healing and deliverance and ministry, and, and um, I learned in my spirit that this was what I needed to focus on. So for the last two plus years, I've been focusing on renewal and healing, and we have been seeing people healed, deliver, and set free. And I have a passion to see God touch people in renewal and healing. Um, I remember um, in um, 2019 um, we invited a friend because we were thinking about putting our property on um, for sale because we couldn't meet up with the obligation and so this friend came she was a real estate agent but she came with one of her colleagues and when they came i noticed the woman was hopping you know she was walking and so um we went through all of the different talks and all of that and then right after the meeting i said to her what's wrong what's wrong with your your foot and she explained to me that she had a nasty accident, and then she was experiencing that excruciating pain. She broke her back, she had metals in her back, she had metal in her foot, and all of these and, and so I shared with her I said to her, I said, um, "We pray for the sick in our church, and sometimes, when we pray, God healed people um, and so are you?" Open for us to pray, and she said yes. And so we began to pray with her, we told her to sit down, and we lifted her foot, and as we began to pray, we saw her foot come back. It was like this, and we saw the foot come back towards each other. Now, I'm not just saying I was not the only one there. Her friend, the friend of mine was there. And so both of us saw the foot coming up now, you know, we've heard about it, we've read about it, we watch it, but seeing it, that's a whole different thing, amen, and so she was excited, she began to weep and cry, and um, we asked her about the pain, she was completely free of pain, and you know, we began to talk to her, and and, you know, talk, talk to her concerning some inner things that she was dealing with. And she was cont- completely healed and completely free. And um, the last time I checked, because you know I like to check, <laughs> the last time I checked with her, she was still free and still healed. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say, hallelujah. Amen. So God is fitful to heal. And if you are here as we're going through this message, I want you to believe God. Just like we pray, open the heavens, let it rain. Believe and expect God to touch your life. God wants to heal you. He wants to set you free. In fact, I've found out that God wants to heal you more than you want to be healed. Say amen. And so this morning I wanted to share a few minutes on... What I call God wants to do more. Say it to your neighbor. Say, God wants to do more. Say it again. Say, God wants to do more. Amen. God wants to do more for you, activation, so that he can work in you, intimacy, as he partner with you, prayer, in order to express his thoughts, I mean, through you, testimony. So God wants to work for you. Say God wants to work for me. The passage that we shared with you in Matthew chapter 4, it tells us that Jesus went all around preaching the gospel, healing the sick and ministering to people. And if you look at the book of Matthew, this passage in Matthew chapter 4 it was the end Of Jesus beginning his sermon on the mount. And right after the sermon on the mount, Jesus went on an itinerary ministry. So and then in Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty-five, it is the exact word. I don't know if Matthew was just trying to paraphrase, you know how you're sharing something and then you bring it back. In Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty five, the Bible says again, Jesus went all over the villages and, uh, and, and, and places, preaching the gospel of the, uh, uh, um, to the people, healing the sick and ministering unto them. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion and he invited the disciples to pray with him and then he sent them out. Amen? So Jesus wants to work, to do more, for you, He wants to use you and minister unto you, heal your body, bless you, encourage you, and make you all that He wants you to be. He wants to minister unto you. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 10 that Jesus commissioned the disciples, He gave them power and authority to heal the sick. And then He said in verse 5, He commanded them to go. And then he said in verse 7 and 8, As you go, preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Uh, um, Cleanse the lepers. Freely you receive, freely give. You see, in Jesus' mind, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, supposed to go with healing, deliverance, and ministry. Amen. Jesus went all around preaching, healing, and teaching. Amen? And most of the time, sometimes in the church today, we do not believe God. Now, I know you in a good church, and, and the teacher, and you believe that. Amen? But most of the church do not believe. In fact, they focus on the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit season. But they go to the doctor. When they get sick, they don't believe that they will stay. But they go to the doctor. They believe in the doctors more than the almighty God. Jesus wants to do more for you. Say, Jesus wants to do more for me. Now, even if, if you just think, well, you know, uh, um, Jesus just wants to do it for the pastor to give them the gifts of healing and miracles. The Bible tells us that he sent the 70. And the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16, he sent all. He said, he who believes. Amen. You, God wants to use you to lay your hands on the sick and have them recover. In fact, it is so important right now as the world as a whole faces a pandemic with people dying from COVID, you should be the answer to what they are experiencing and bring healing and deliverance in their lives. Um I think it was around during COVID time, Pastor Lace received a call from a friend of ours. Who was experiencing nightmares. She was so, uh, uh, um, concerned. And so, um, Pastor Les came to us and we began to pray with her. So both of us were praying. Excuse me. So both of us was, were praying. And as we prayed, nothing seems to happen. And so, um, we, I asked the, this person, and I said to her, when did the nightmare started? And she said, she, the nightmare started when she received a call from her ex. And, and so I connected it, you know, because when we're praying, in the Spirit of God's, you know, like, um, share with me that I needed to ask that question. And so I realized that she, that was not a physical situation. It was demonic because she was not sick. There was no reason she was supposed to be receiving nightmares. Hello? There was no reason she was supposed to be at, being attacked. And so and so we began to pray. And then I asked her, I said to her, since you had the divorce with your ex... Have you forgiven him? And she said, no, I don't know anything about forgiveness. Nobody told me about forgiveness. Well, I shared with her concerning the importance of forgiveness. And if we don't release people, we hinder ourselves. And so when I shared with her, as soon as we began to pray, these were her exact words. She said, something heavy dropped from on me. And she was free. Say Hallelujah. God wants to heal you and to deliver you. Second thing, God wants to do more in you. Say, in you. Amen. God wants to do more in you, and that is intimacy. Now, you know, every time you hear people talking about science, wonders, and miracles, sometimes the focus can be let's pursue science, wonders, and miracles. But that's the wrong pursuit. You need to pursue Jesus. You need to pursue the healer. You need to pursue the deliverer. God wants to work in you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants you to develop intimacy with Him. God wants you to come to the place where you can focus on Him and allow Him to work in you so that He can do His work through you. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. God wants to work in you. The Bible tells us in John chapter 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you may ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By, for you. by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Healing and deliverance flows, I mean, flow out of your intimacy with God. It flows out of your pursuit with God. In John chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16, Jesus shared with his disciples concerning the importance of intimacy. He shared with his disciples how you can glorify God and how through obedience you can please Him and He and the Father will come and make their abode. (laughs) You know, sometimes when we are, are pursuing things and we're trying to figure out what we need, we're trying to get something, we are missing it. We need to pursue the one who made us. Who loves us more than we even love ourselves. The one who loves you knows about you, knows your innards, inner uh, selves, knows the, the things you make, the mistakes you make, and still loves you. You know, sometimes I find out in my walk with God, when people get to know you intimately, they get to know your faults, they run off from you. But God knows you. God knows your back, your fault. He knows the baggages. He knows the mistakes. He knows the things that you don't even tell anybody. Even your spouse, you don't say it. God knows it and he still loves you. He's not going to stop loving you just because you falter. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my word and I will love you. And my Father will love you. And I will come in you. And my Father will come. And we will make our abode in you. Then he talks about the Holy Spirit. He said, I will pray the Father for another comforter. Another someone like me. I will pray that he will come. And the Spirit of truth, when he comes, he will be with you. He will be in you. And he will be upon you. Say Hallelujah. It is in, it is in, it is in, it is intimacy with God. Say hallelujah. Amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. God wants to work in you. God wants to do more for you. God wants to minister life through you. I read a testimony of a missionary from Elam, Elam. Uh, um, Mission in New York who went to Kenya during the, the 40s and the 50s during the revival. And he believed that God sent him, he and his family to Kenya to minister. But he was there for several years and nothing was happening. He had preached, he had ministered, he had shared the gospel, nothing was happening. And so this time he went into the, the city as he was walking, he began to pray. And I, I, I can I can identify myself with him because I can I, I pray wherever I go. The Bible says, "Pray without ceasing." The Bible and he, and it's the story say he began to tell God, "God, I'm depending on you. You send me. Here. I heard the, the word. I heard the prophetic word. I came here because I believe I heard your word. But nothing is happening, God. If you don't do something, I will fail." And as he was talking and praying to God and being bold to God, (laughs) God said to him, Go, there is a funeral procession coming. Stop the procession. Tell the people that you want to pray to raise the man from the dead and pray. Now, how many of you would get up and go? (laughs) But this man believed God. He had heard the prophetic word. And so he went to the funeral procession and told the folks, he said, I am a Christian. God does work in me sometimes. And he said, I'm here to pray for the man. And he, 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 he stopped, the procession stopped. And he laid his hands on the castle and began to pray and call the name of Jesus. And then all of a sudden the people hear The man was raised to the de- raised from the dead. Amen? Now, that's not it. Because God used this man to start tens of thousands of churches in Kenya. Hundreds of thousands of people got, came to the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he heard and he acted. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. We need to hear the voice of God. And act. Say amen. Tighten. God wants to do more with you. Say more with you. Say it again. Say God wants to do more with you. In fact, make a question I Say God wants to do more with me. The Bible tells us in James chapter 5, verse 16, Confess your faults or your sins or your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Say, so pray for one another that you may be healed. And so what I want to do, I want to be very practical right now. I don't know how much time I have, but I want to be very practical right now. I want to share with you how to pray for the sick, And hopefully we have time so that we can practice. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to get it, and I want you to take it with you. Amen. I I heard of a a man. I don't know if you know him. His name is... um, Todd White, um, he was a drug addict, he got born again. And when he got born again, he um, decided, um, he learned about healing the sick, and so he decided that he was going to act on it. And he began to go into the supermarket, go on the street, and talk to people. In fact, his wife decided not to go with him anymore because he was just embarrassing her. Amen? But this man prayed for 700 people. And nobody got healed. Now, some of us, we just pray for one, two, and three. And we say, God does not heal today. No, that's not true. If you want to see people heal, you need to pray. Your responsibility is to pray. God's responsibility is to heal. You're not the healer. God is the healer. But you have to pray. Because God needs your mouth to pray. He prayed for 700. I said 700. Now, even when I heard it, I was like, wow. (laughs) Amen. But he prayed for 700 and then he heard somebody gave him an invitation to a Randy Clark uh, uh, um, conference and he went to the conference and he got blasted. The Spirit of God came upon him mightily. He was shaking. uh, It was just like electricity. He started to cry. I would die. I would die. Stop. Stop. Amen. But after that, He became or or bulldozers in healing. Everybody he prayed for got healed. You see, sometimes God wants to see how serious you are. Say Amen. And so I want to share with you uh, uh, a model that I use. I learned and I use. I I learned this from Renny Clark Ministry. They use it, but they adapted it from John Wimber. I don't know if you know him. He was the one that God used. Used doing the Science and Wonders revival in the 80s. Amen. From um, Davinia. Oh my God, you say I got 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay, Let me move quickly. Um, So I want to share with you there are five models, five steps for you to pray for the sick. Number one, the interview. Say it with me. Say the interview. Now just think when you go to the doctor what happens. That's what I'm going to share with you. When you go to the doctor, the doctor talks to you. That's the interview. And basically, the interview, what you do is that you ask the person, "What do you want to be prayed for?" Hello? And then you ask them some qualifying questions, um, if they tell you the, the sickness, how long it, it been, whether they went to the doctor, just to find out what's happening. Hello? I mean, so that's that's the interview. Step number two is the diagnosis or the prayer selection. Now, there are two major kinds of prayer that are used to pray for the sick. It's the prayer of command and the prayer of petition. Say it with me. Say the prayer of petition and the prayer of command. Now, what are they? The prayer of petition is to pray to God, to the Father. That's God the Father. Pray to Jesus. That's the Son. Pray to the Holy Spirit to heal. So, an example is say, Lord, I want you to heal this lady from uh, um, cancer or from arthritis or from whatever. So you're praying to God. You're asking God to heal. That's the prayer of petition. Prayer of command is that you speak to the exact thing. Amen. You like, like when we we're praying for the lady um, with the shorter leg, that's why we pray. We commanded the leg to grow. Amen. So you speak to the particular thing. Cancer, go. Arthritis, go. Amen. Back pain, go. Be healed. Spirit of affirmative come out. Amen. You speak to the sickness and you command it to go. Why? You say, wait a minute, why can I command it? Jesus already told you. He gave you authority. Amen. To, to heal the sick. Notice Jesus did not say pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. Amen. so he has already given you the com- command to do that. So you command the sickness and the disease. Now, I, I, it just came back to me. When I was praying for this, for you, for the church, I got a word of knowledge that someone went to the hospital and you were diagnosed with a cyst. If you are here, I want to let you know that God wants to heal you. Amen? Because that's sometimes when God does, he he gave me a word of knowledge, but it is God saying I want to heal. Amen? If you are diagnosed with a cyst, I don't know where it is, I was trying to figure out where it is, God said don't figure it out. I don't know where it is, but if you have been diagnosed with a cyst, God wants to heal you. Amen. I want you to take your healing right now. Amen. Receive it. Say amen. Amen. Step number three is the prayer ministry. So step number two is the diagnosis. And basically, with the diagnosis, you decide which prayer to pray. Whether to pray the prayer of command or to pray the prayer of petition. Now, there are a couple of things. If you look at Jesus' ministry, Jesus always prayed the prayer of command. Eyes open. Uh, uh, um, you foul spirit, come out. Amen. Uh, um, wave and the sea. Be still. He never prayed, Lord, make it, be still. He commanded it. Amen. Like Peter and John said, uh, um, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Amen. That's the prayer of command. And so you can pray the prayer of command when you know, one, there is a demonic oppression. Two, when, you, when God has given you a word um, concerning the sickness and disease. And three, when you have prayed a prayer of petition and you come to the place where things are not happening. Pray the prayer of command. Amen. So that's the diagnosis. You diagnose what needs to do happen and you begin to do it. And then the, step number three is actually the prayer ministry. amen. And, and the prayer ministry basically is to say to the person, you want to first and foremost uh, um, invite the Holy Spirit, um, amen. let the person know, and then two, you want to tell the person that even though they have been praying for that particular situation for a long time, you want them to at least stop and get in the position to receive. Amen. What What do I mean? It is difficult to pour water in a cup that is pouring water out. Amen. It's difficult for you to receive if you already giving. And sometimes you know we are charismatic Pentecostal people. We like to pray. Shala ba 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 ba. Just stop. Okay. Let me pray, and let God do His work. Now, why Why is it important for the person to stop so that they can pay attention to what is happening in the body? Because you will not focus on what is happening in your body if you don't stop to listen. And what may happen, the Spirit of God may come upon you, you may begin to feel heat, you may begin to feel tinkling, you may begin to feel electricity, you may begin to feel cold, you may begin to weep. All of those are signs of the Spirit of God. And as you are praying for that, that person, and those things are happening, be faithful to stop. And allow the Holy Spirit to do His work. Rahabonki shared a story when he went to his first crusade in in Gambia, uh, um, uh, um, not Gambia, um, um, Zambia, Zambia, not Gambia, Zambia. The one with Z. And and he 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 told he told the people that he needed to 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 to, to rent the stadium, and it, the 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 person who uh, Agreed. The church they had 40 persons in the church, and so he said he, when he went there, he he wanted them to 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 uh, uh, um, bring people. But the first night for the crusade, he counted the people. They counted over and over. There was 100 persons in the big stadium. And so he said, as soon as he opened his mouth, he was preaching. When he began to preach. The Spirit of God came in the place, like one woman shouted, I can see, I can see. He said there was an acceleration that took place. People began to heal. The, the stadium obviously got filled because word of mouth people went out and shared the gospel. Amen. So the prayer ministry, you just pray and you know, use the command prayer. And then number four, if you have prayed, and nothing seems to be happening, you can stop and you can re-evaluate. Amen? And that is to go back and ask other questions. Remember I shared with uh, concerning a friend, after we're praying, nothing was happening, I went back and asked questions. And so that's what you do. You re-diagnose, you re-evaluate, you ask them again. And then after you have, you've done that, when you get stuff, you continue to pray. Amen. Now when do you stop? You stop when the person wants to stop. Or you stop when the Holy Spirit tells you to stop. Or you stop when after a long time, nothing seems to be happening. Now let me say this. People are either healed instantly, in the process of being healed, or need to continue to con- believe God for their healing. Hello? you can believe and trust God and continue to uh, um, trust that God, by His Spirit, will do His work. Amen. Never tell the person, oh, you know, you're not healed because of your faith. Or never tell them, oh, you know, you're not healed because God healed people who don't even have faith. Amen. So, you are not God. Don't try to be God. Amen. Never tell them, no, you know, I, I, if, you, if you just were, were, were clean... And you know you are a faithful Christian, you will be healed. No, I've seen people healed who do not even try to serve God. Amen. Uh, but you 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 want to be able to make sure that you minister to them and trust God for God to work in and through their lives. Step number five is post prayer suggestion. After you have prayed, if the person is healed, celebrate with them. Amen. Give them some scripture to continue to stand on the word. Amen. Uh, um, if the person is not healed instantly, encourage them to continue to believe God and trust God. Amen. If the person is discouraged, love on them. You should always encourage them and love them and follow up with them and encourage them to continue to believe God. Amen. I'll not finish number four, but I will stop here because I want to pray. Let's stand, please. If you are sick in your body, I want to pray for you. Just wave to me, wherever you are. Amen. Now, this might be helpful. I know all of you have your masks on, right? Okay, so praise God. Just keep your hands, those of you who have your hands up, okay, raise your hand. Now, those of you who do not have your hands up, you are my prayer ministry team. Say hallelujah. I just gave you five ways to pray for the sake, right? Amen. What I want you to do now, I want you to reach out and just go towards these people. Okay? I want us to take a few minutes, five minutes or three minutes or four minutes, I want us to pray for them. Please. Amen. Please, move, move quickly. We're not going to take long. Amen. I'll pray a or, or simple prayer. Now, remember the prayer remember that you need to find out what they need to be prayed for and you need to pray for them now before you start i want to pray a general prayer for everybody and then i want you to pray amen hallelujah father in the name of jesus come and fill this place heal your people from the top of their heads to the soles of the feet in the name of jesus now I want you now to go through the five-step prayer model: the interview, the diagnosis, the uh, prayer, press, uh, ministry itself, reacting, and minister unto them. Amen. Hallelujah. My sister, the Spirit of God is upon you right now. I command whatever is happening in your body, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command it to go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed. Be delivered. Be set free. In the name of Jesus. I release the power of God over you right now. In Jesus' name. Yes, yes. I command cancer to go. I command six to go, I command back eggs to go. In the name of Jesus, I break every power of the devil. In the name of Jesus, I destroy the works of darkness. Knee, pain, go. In the name of Jesus, heaven, go. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, go. Be healed. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be you in Jesus' name. Be you in Jesus' name. Moshakala bababa. Robo Shakala, Baba, Robo Shakala, Baba, Robo Shakala, Baba, Robo Satan. Amen. Amen. Now, I just want if I can get one or two questions. Amen If I can get one or two persons Who when you came You were sick in your body Maybe you were experiencing pain or whatever And it is not there again Just wave to me Anybody Okay I see you waving Hello did you hear me Did you all hear me if there was a pain there was pain in your body or something a sickness and a disease after they prayed for you it is gone anybody yes I see I see my brother you wave come come forward come quickly please come (laughs) amen anybody else anybody else you don't have to help God. Amen. Or, or let me ask this question. The, the, the sickness is not completely gone, but at least 80% of it is gone. Just wave to me. Anybody? Are you waving? Anybody? Hallelujah. If you are waving, keep waving so I can see you. I didn't see you. Amen. Okay. Now, just one, um, the, 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 the Clip Notes version, right? Tell me what happened. Oh, okay, okay, you thank you. No, don't give him the mic. hold the mic. <laughs> you never know if he's a preacher. He gave a preacher <laughs> a Tell us what happened and what, after the prayer for you, what is happening right now. My skin inside
0: i hear something shaking my skin amen. my skin was shaking your
1: skin, your skin was shaking yes, your whole body hallelujah whole body. amen yes. were you sick before what was happening to you before no but because before when i come here i was oh yeah uh i was tired too much because i walked at night okay i woke at night okay, okay. I, yes, tired. Amen. So you Amen. receive, you receive yeah. a strength from God. Pre- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Jesus. You.
0: Yeah. Uh, when I woke up this morning, my left eye was bothering me. And I could, Your left really, eye? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Much we, better now. It, much
1: better now. Yes, First, God. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Oh, just just one, quickly. Amen. I, I know we're out of time, but let's, it's, the Bible, said that was my last thing, the testimony, so we just use it, just quickly. Yeah. I've
0: been constantly having back pain for years. Okay. And I'm not grateful, and actually I'm not healing it. The back pain
1: is gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for sealing this. Thank you for doing your work. Those who you have started to heal, complete it, Lord. Complete it in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Amen.